Messages. Jesus will claim thy promise. If we who have come to the knowledge of this truth and have bought it must claim the promise of Jesus, we must agree with every aspect of his doctrine. That is every aspect of what this truth is teaching us. And then we must make up our mind to obey it. Believers in Christ who have not bought this truth They don't have the spirit of Christ. That's why they are not different from our believers who are without Christ and who are without God in this world. And because they are without God and without Christ in this world, they are foreigners to the children of God. And they are strangers from the covenant of the promise of Jesus. That is, they cannot lay claim to any of his promises. That's what it means to be strangers from the covenant of a promise. Before we came to this truth, this was our spiritual condition. 
that we were without God. We were foreigners to the children of God. We were strangers to the covenant of a promise. We were without hope in this world. Ephesians 2, 12. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. That at that time, ye were without Christ, be aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without God in this world. Now, let's read 1 Timothy 2.4 and see what the Holy Spirit is saying there. 1 Timothy 2.4. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Who we have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. God wants all men to be saved, but when they are saved, for them to claim promise of Jesus, they must come what? Then, having come to know this truth, they must buy it. And begin to walk in it. Then they can claim the promise of Jesus, especially the promise of all these real blessings, some of which we counted last week, Lord this service. And the most important of all these promises is the promise of eternal life. And the promise of the beautiful mansions that Jesus is praying for us in his father's house in heaven which were some of the sharp blessings that were counted last week, if you remember. Many of the 70 disciples of Jesus could not claim the promise of eternal life, even though their names were initially written in heaven. Why could they not claim the promise of eternal life? because they were not in agreement with the most important doctrine of Christ. John 6, 53 to 55. Chapter 6, verse 53. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, had eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Now look at 59 to 60, that was that same verse. Verse 59. These things said he in the synagogue, as he taught in companion. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is an hard saying. Who can hear it? Now, verse 66. Verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Once you do not agree with the daughter of Christ, because it's too hard. Even though they come church, 
you are no longer working with Jesus. And you can't claim any of his promises. It's so important this doctrine of Christ is this truth. In like manner, in this dispensation, majority of believers in Christ, even majority of men of God, despise or even neglect this important doctrine of Christ, which commands that the Lord's Supper must be observed often and often in remembrance of me. Why? It could either they do not agree or believe that the bread which we are commanded by Jesus to take cannot be his body. Or that this cup or the fruit of the vine that Christ commanded us to drink, that cup is the New Testament in his blood. Maybe they don't agree with it. But the few who agree with this doctrine of the Lord's Supper and are obeying it the believers who said, this cup is in New Testament in my blood. This bread is his body. That's why they are religiously taking it. And also because they want to claim the promise of eternal life. God is a covenant-keeping God. I will always fulfill all his good promises to his chosen people. If he's saying go give you eternal life, he will surely do it. If he's saying go heal you divinely, he will surely do it. The problem is with man. Either because of unbelief, faithlessness, or we are not serious with our salvation. Or because we are living a life of sin. So the promises will not come to pass in our lives. Many of the children of Israel could not reach the promised land. Because they were overthrown in the wilderness. First Corinthians 10. Three to five. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse three. And did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Even though all the children of Israel did eat the same spiritual food, even though all of them experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, and who led them in their journey through the wilderness to the promised land, yet God was not pleased with many of them. Verse 6 of that same quarter, 1 Corinthians 10. Why was God not pleased with them? Verse 6. Yes. Now, these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. 
So also, in this dispensation of grace, some who bore this truth have sold it for the love of this present world and its loss. And what are these loss? The loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh and pride of life. These are the evil things that are in the world today, which the children of Israel also lusted after. Hence, God was not pleased with them. Now, those who are bought this truth, they are warned by God. And what is that warning God gave to them? 1 John 2, 15 to 16. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Love not, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. If all the lusts of this world are not of the Father, if they are of the world, then they must be of the devil, who is the prince of this world. That's why these things are evil. Lots of the eyes, lots of the pride of life. First Corinthians 10, let's see verse 7 of that. Verse 7. Neither ye be idolaters, as we are some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And that's what is happening nowadays among the poor God, so-called believers in Christ. Some even who have bought this truth before, they, don't, they have become idolaters now by tagging themselves in all kinds of ungodly and holy ceremonies where they begin to eat and drink and dance with unbelievers. And yes, some of them are ordained in the church. Many accept invitation to these holy ceremonies because they do not want to offend their friends or their loved ones. Rather, they prefer to offend God so as to please their friends and loved ones. And yet they say their body is truth. Now, read verse 8 of that same verse and 10. What were they doing, the of Israel? which is common among believers in Christ today. Verse 8. Verse 8. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day, three and twenty thousand. You see how many people died in a day because of what? Fornication. Some of them were about this truth. They are secretly committing physical or spiritual fornication. What do I mean by spiritual fornication? Spiritual fornication is to traffic with strange spirits, such as spirit of divination, familiar spirit, by visiting four prophets, because they are not satisfied with the truth, and most of the four prophets are possessed with spirit of divination. That's why they are false. 
And these people go to them, seek it to find solutions to their problems, to know the future. And yes, some of them are about the truth. You saw also convince spiritual communication by reading or believing their teachings, their own teachings, and building books written by them. By listening to their messages. Because the spirit behind these messages, the spirit behind the books they write, they are not of God. Some of the four prophets can even proclaim fastings. They will tell you, go and fast. Or give them anointing oil, a solution to their problem. And this fasting they proclaim for them is to expose them to more demons. Because the spirit behind that fasting is not of God. So that fasting is from the devil. And most fasting, they say you should go and fast. So that to kill your enemy or to get them destroyed. First Kings 21, 9 to 10. First Kings chapter 21. 9 to 10. Verse 9 to 10. And she wrote in the letter saying, Proclaim a fast. And set Naboth on high among the people, and set two men, sons of Belial, before him to bear witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king, and them carry him out, as told him that he may die. This Jezebel, Nahab's wife, now which we can say is a first prophetess who has an evil spirit, witchcraft spirit, which is the same thing as spirit of divination. He said they should proclaim a fast to kill who? Nabot. That's why those who are bought this truth, if they must claim the promise of Jesus, they are warned in 1 John 4, 1. First John 4, four, John four one. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So those who are secretly committing spiritual fornication, you say you are body is truth, your soul is in danger, and you will never claim the promise of eternal life. Now, we are reading why God was not pleased with children of Israel. Why they could not claim the promise. That's in 4 Corinthians 10, read verse 9. Verse 9. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and we are destroyed of serpents. In the same manner, some of us who are about this truth, they, are, they have tempted the Lord Jesus Christ. 
by committing sin willfully after they have received the knowledge of the truth. And so many have died spiritually. We are tempting the Lord. This was what the children of Israel were doing in the wilderness. Now, let's go to verse 10. Oh, that's important, chapter 10. Verse 10. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and we are destroyed of the destroyer. Many, they murmur. They are offended at this truth when they hear the sound of this truth. Because they are this are evil, they don't want to hear about the truth. And thereby, they have been destroyed by the destroyer. Who is the destroyer? The devil not be destroyed. So all these people we will mention now, all these examples of believers in Christ, those who tempt Christ, those who are committing spiritual fornication, physical fornication, those who are lost after evil things, the loss of the idols of the flesh, cannot claim any of the promises of God. They share the promise of eternal life except they repent. Jesus will only manifest his presence to his own chosen people who are gathered together in the truth which they are bought and they are keeping it. He will only manifest his presence in his true house whose foundation is the truth because his heart is perpetually in that true house which we shall read now. 2 Chronicles 7.16 Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 16. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. That's the house, the true house of God, that Jesus will manifest himself to. Look at 15 now. Verse 15. Now my eyes shall be open, and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. That's manifesting present in a place whose foundation is the truth. His presence will only be there. Jesus Christ will not manifest his presence in an assembly of people out of the world. Because such gathering of people are his enemies. They are daughter and daughters, those who are of the world. Because Jesus Christ was not of the world. So when you see a child that is worldly, all ceremonies are going there. Worldly ceremonies, godly festivities. Jesus Christ cannot be there. Now that Jesus is not there, cannot manifest his presence there. Look at Hosea 5. Verse 4. 5. Verse, Verse four. 4. They will not frame their doings to turn unto their God, for the spirit of whoredoms is in the midst of them, and they have not known the Lord. That this assembly of people, whose spirit of whoredom, that is, spirit of adultery, fornication, with the word, I don't with the word, with the commit. It don't deep inside them. And because of that, they don't know him. They cannot claim my promise. 
And look at what he said. Six. Look at six. Verse six. They shall go out with their flocks and with their heads to seek the Lord, but they shall not find him. He had withdrawn himself from them. Jesus Christ has withdrawn himself from this assembly of people who are of the world, who are his enemies, who are committing whoredom, adultery with the world, fornication with strange spirit, with strange doctrine, doctrine that are on Biblica, that are not in the Bible. This is spiritual fornication. He said he has withdrawn himself from whom? From them. I'm not there in their midst. Even though they call Jesus, it's not me, Jesus, they are calling another Jesus. So be careful where you go to when you are invited. This church is God's own church and choice for his people who have been chosen out of the world. That's why he's present in Saudi Arabia. John 15, 19. John 15, verse 19. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. We have been chosen out of the world. That's why you don't see all this ceremony done in this church. This truth we don't hear. Jesus, I don't take and bring us out of the world. And that's why I see it now in our midst. And once out of this truth, you are living in obedience to this truth. They will hate you. Luke 6, 22 to 23. Luke chapter 6, verse 22. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice ye in that day, and live for joy. For, behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did your father unto the prophets. So can't you very blessed if they hate you? If you are the war, they will love you. Finally, those who have found this truth and have bought it, as they live in obedience to this truth, they should trust the Lord with all their heart and claim the promise of his tender mercies towards them and believe that we shall not be consumed by any plague or not some pestilence. Because the scripture says of his mercies we are not consumed. Because his mercies are new every morning. His compassion towards his chosen one who are bought this truth will never fail. They should claim the promise given to them in Psalm 91 that says that this truth shall be their shield and buckler. They should claim that promise with confidence. Let us turn to it.
Heavenly Father, we thank you because we have heard your word. We thank you, Lord, for chastening us each time we err. Because it's he that you love that you chasten. And the word of God says there's no chastening for the present time that is joyous. It's always grievous. Nevertheless, it produces peaceable fruit of righteousness to them that are exercised thereby. Lord, as you chasten us through your word, may your word produce fruit of righteousness in us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, we want to lay hold on your promise. But there are things that we are contending with, besetting sins in our lives, hindering us from laying claim on your promise. You have opened our eyes to see those areas of sin. Lord, give us the grace to give up these sins so that we can lay hold on your promise. In the mighty name of Jesus, may we not miss heaven. In Jesus' name we pray.